It's so nice to see someone you know whom you instantly liked doing so well. Because it's not easy these days having a career in alternative music. But I keep seeing the Great Lakes swimmers moving up the ladder towards Canadian artist royalty. With six albums under their belts and a couple of EPs, the band have worked their way up to playing many of Canada's great folk festivals. They've played Massey Hall a couple of times, which is kind of a benchmark for success in this great country. They've been nominated for Junos and the Polaris Award, and I feel like they're teetering on the edge of becoming a household name. So I had to ask myself, when is a band a band, and when is it a project? In the case of the Great Lakes Swimmers, it doesn't really matter, as long as you know that Tony Decker is the heart, soul, and brains behind the beauty. And the only regret I have is that we didn't record this interview in some strange location, like in the belly of a big boat. This is Tony Decker from the Great Lakes Swimmers talking about his one song, Moving Pictures, Silent Films. Pictures, silent films, which is one of your earlier songs that you recorded, I should think. But tell me a little bit about that, like the history of this song. Yeah, so, um, well, I let me see that this is going to take me back to around. Uh, the album came out in 2003, but I had been working on those songs for uh, at least three or four years before that. Um, and that this was one of the songs and I had just been finishing up my uh, degree in uh, literature at the University of Western Ontario and uh, in London Ontario and I was about to make the move to Toronto and uh, which I did after school with the intention of of becoming a writer or somehow becoming involved in that world um, and hopefully finding a job when I got out of school, which I did. Um, but and this was one of those songs that was part of that initial batch of songs that I had no uh, uh, no aspirations at all on doing much with. I uh, I played in high school bands, so I was in music like in my throughout my teens, and then that sort of when I moved away for university, you know, the band kind of everyone goes their separate ways, I guess, after high school and the band broke up and, you know, whatever, uh, everyone does their own thing, but I'd still kind of continued writing songs into university and, and, um, and, uh, with no real intention of doing much with them. Um, and other than playing a few shows, I mean, I, I would play them live. Um, I would just do little sets of original material, you know, to, to, uh, uh, small, small clubs and whatever in London. And then when I moved to Toronto as well, and, and I just started playing out a little bit, you know, in Toronto, these songs that I was writing and, and, uh, 
things sort of kind of uh, just sort of springboarded from there, I guess. Um, I met a lot of people when I first moved to Toronto and a lot of musicians and, and uh, there was a lot of encouragement. And as as we know in Toronto, the, the, the scene, I guess, at least back then was very uh, tight and and uh, there was a lot of camaraderie and and uh, a lot of encouragement uh, on that uh, when I first got there in, I guess it was 2000, the year 2000 when I first moved to Toronto. Uh, so yeah, that song goes back to like, you know, you play in high school band, I wrote songs for my high school band, but you never sort of, I didn't really take the songwriting process as seriously as when I got through school with a degree, an undergrad, you know, in literature and sort of started to, I think, appreciate the sort of the, and especially in poetry too. And, and that was, that was my, my focus was poetry and prose. And, and, uh, I think kind of like understanding how some of those devices work and, and really having a good background steeped in it, not necessarily in creative writing, but just in the study of literature and the study of poetry. How, and, how uh, old were you? when you wrote this song uh i was in my early 20s right yeah yeah and and um yeah like i guess kind of just to finish the thought like you know i i think that with it i was just um just starting to take the this the idea of songwriting more seriously in my early 20s more so than i did in my teens you know mm-hmm. um and th- so this song kind of goes back. This was before, you know, Great Lakes Swimmers was a thing. Um, eventually, a friend of mine offered to help me record the first album. It took us about two years um, on weekends and whenever we had some free time to work on the album um, bef- from the time we started it to the time it was released uh, in Toronto in, in 2003. So, um, but that was this, the this song, Moving Picture Silent Films, is... It is the the sort of the the er, like the earliest among this group of songs that when I thought that there was some that, that I when I thought that songwriting was kind of a worthy endeavor <laughs> you know when I kind of came to that conclusion um, so this is from the, the 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 very early earliest of those batch of songs sorry I just ran on forever there I feel <laughs> <laughs> no it's great Jeez, give, it's, that's give, what give me I a like. mic and ask me a question you know. <laughs> uh. And uh, I'll just rattle on for the rest of the afternoon. No, I like it. It's great. Um, so you're about 20. And um, do you remember kind of... Well, let's just go right into the song. What, what's this song about? Because I wrote various notes trying to figure it out. But I'm not sure I can know what it's about. So I'd love for you to tell me. Yeah, I mean, this is something that like, you know, I think a lot of myself along with a lot of songwriters they don't like to go into too much detail and give too much away but this one in particular I feel like I've this is it's a unique song because it's kind of stayed in the set for it's stayed in the set for since it was since we started since I first started playing it so um, so I do kind of talk about it quite a bit um, so I feel a little bit more comfortable sharing you know some of my thoughts on the song not that that should get in the way of what anybody's interpretation of it might be but but I, I initially wrote it as a song that was kind of about uh, hibernation and it's a, a nice kind of it dovetails nicely with the, the sort of the you know a metaphor of hibernation in that it could be about 
you know, sleeping through through a, a, a cold time, a difficult time. You know, I like the I like the idea of hibernation as a metaphor and carry, carrying that as far as you can. You go through changes. You know, there's the idea of like your body feeding on itself. You know, um, you know I'm thinking of the animal world, like the natural world, where hibernation happens and and uh, and you go through changes when you, you you sleep through a season, the coldest season. Um, your heart rate slows to almost stopping. Um, uh, all of the things, you know, you can kind of carry the metaphor. If you kind of look at the song through the lens of that of that metaphor, then I think it's one of the keys to kind of understanding it. And uh, and then yeah, and then you know, and then waking up at a later time, you know, when things are potentially better, or you know, there's a spring of sorts, and and uh, and things have changed, and you've changed, you know, not only things, time has passed. You know, maybe that's what it's really about is, you know, time passing. The, the title Moving Picture Silent Films kind of like harkens back a little bit to like, you know, an, an outdated technology maybe or something. Time's gone by. So maybe that has something to do with it too, the passing of time, you know. Mm. Um, um, but that was the that was the initial spark of the idea. And then and then it kind of went from there. But uh, it's it's an it's an interesting song to me as just as the person who performs it, like just outside of anything else. It doesn't have to be interesting for anyone else, but just for me, it's it's interesting because it it um, it's stuck like it it seems to have had legs for the last 14 years. You know, it it makes it into almost every set that we play. Um, it, it, even when we were playing. Uh, sort of louder material or more upbeat material I guess you could say with the band with the full band this was kind of like the reprieve in the set and this kind of like created an, um, a nice uh, quiet moment you know in, in, in our set list so I don't know to me that's kind of like th that's part of what makes this song special to me too is that I've never gotten tired of singing it and it seems to have had legs that you know that uh, still sort of hold it up uh, after many years of playing it live, so mm -hmm. yeah, there's some which is, some religious connotations in here. Um, I'm wondering how you feel about those lines, like what they mean to you. Um, which lines in particular? Um, uh, I've been under the ground eating prayers from this old book I found. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, I guess, you know, that's part, partly the, you know, um, you know, carrying the metaphor, you know, of hibernation going through under, undergoing changes, maybe, maybe spiritual changes, you know. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, it wasn't meant to be a, a very heavy handed like line about like religion or, you know, organized religion. Uh, and, uh, you know, the book has obviously, you know, has can have many references to not just like, not just like the good book, you know, <laughs> right. In, in quotation marks. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think that at around this time you wrote this, you were experiencing sort of, I mean, that's sort of entering manhood, right? You're probably moving away from home and, you know, getting your own place. I mean, I don't, I don't know if. I'm just wondering, do you think it could have been about this change, big change in your life? Yeah, I, I, it's, it, I mean, it's totally possible. I, I feel, 
I feel somewhat removed from that time period, uh, <laughs> to be honest, because it was a long time ago. It was 17 years ago, I guess, that the song was written now, so I have quite a bit of distance between it now, and it's, it's, uh, it doesn't even feel like a song that I wrote anymore, you know, hmm. just a song that I sing. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I've never really thought of that actually. And I've never, but that makes sense on like, on my personal timeline that that kind of makes sense. You know, I was certainly, certainly it was a bit of a culture. I mean, well, this was written during that sort of transition, maybe even just before leaving for, for the big city, you know, and the start of my life for all intents and purposes, you know, um, in the real world or, you know, so maybe it has something to do with being on the cusp of a, of a big change like that as well. That, that, I mean, that, that's, I mean, it's just as valid an interpretation as any, I guess. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, you recorded this, this record has a really unique sound and I'm sure you've been asked a lot about that, but uh, did you record this in a silo? I think you mentioned to me once. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it was around, uh, yeah, we were started recording it in the late summer of 2001. And the idea that I had was to, I was really stuck on like a, a sort of a, a re very real kind of natural way of recording. And I was pretty adamant about finding a place that had natural acoustics that I could kind of explore. And uh, I remembered this, uh, grain silo from my childhood and knew that it was on like this abandoned farm basically out in the middle of nowhere and uh, like a disused farm there was a collapsed old barn there was a collapsed house like an old farmhouse there was uh, and this you know sort of amazing like I don't know 50 foot tall 60 foot tall concrete grain silo empty and um, I'd went in there one time to check it out and I just thought like you know it'd be so cool <laughs> you know like record an album record an album in here you know and and uh so I I convinced a friend of mine uh Victor Zabo uh who was pretty good with um like recording stuff we had it we we brought in like a an eight track like just a digital eight track thing that we eventually had to dump everything down in real time because this was this was still fairly new technology in the year 2001. Um, and um, and uh, so we tracked it all um, uh, over weekends. And starting in 2001, in, we, went, we were there in August and in September, I think even into October, until basically it got too cold, you know, to be out there because it was all outdoors. It was all very exposed. Um, we had to bring in our own power source. <laughs> I rented like, I rented like a power generator that we like strung out extension cords so that we could kind of keep the noise away from the recording and kind of string, you know, we had brought in lamps and set up lamps in there. So it was like, it was pretty, pretty vibey at night, you know, in the middle, like literally in the middle of nowhere, no power kind of off the grid um, in this kind of concrete structure um on the land so um so we were there the weekend after september 11th happened in 2001 which is how i know that it was 2001 because 
we talked extensively about, you know, there was a lot of paranoia, there was a lot of confusion, you know, uh, a lot of sadness, you know, definitely um, from what happened on, on September 11, 2001 in New York. So, yeah. um, but there we were out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in a grain silo recording, uh, you know, sad songs for lack of a better <laughs> adjective. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, so, so that was like a big part of the, that became a big part of like the recording process for us was this idea of location recording and and we picked up a lot of things in those microphones. We we had like eight mics running at a time on on every on every take on every track. So we ended up with that's why it kind of took so long between the start of the recording and the re release of it was because you know even with um, you know like uh, like say we do one vocal, one guitar track, and one harmony, you're already looking at like 24 tracks. Oh my gosh. You know just for like three takes or whatever. And then we would do multiple takes and then we would, you know, try to pick the best one. So we were like, it was a really extensive, like people kind of sometimes refer to it as a lo-fi recording. And I, and I really have to correct them on that because there was nothing lo-fi about it. I mean, we, we, we really got the, the, the elemental sound of that space and you can hear sometimes the crickets, a chorus of crickets on it. You can hear the wind. Sometimes you can hear little, you know, bumps and things in the space that, you know, are sometimes from encountering animals <laughs> out there because we were, you know, we were quite, uh, quite secluded. Um, and, uh, and all of those things using the silo as an instrument at some point, using the space as part of the sound. So, um, so it was a real, um, you know, at first we were like, oh, these recordings sound terrible, they're ruined, you know, there's so much background noise in them. You know, maybe this was a maybe this was a bad idea. like to talk about is when when you were younger like did did you get a lot of comments about the way you sang because your your instrument is really unique I think um I don't know I don't really I mean I I sang in like a church choir you know when I was when I was younger um I guess I started to kind of like find my real voice when I was in high school and I played in like you know, for for lack of a better adjective, kind of like arty, scrappy, you know, not really punk rock bands, but like, you know, but that was, uh, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I guess maybe, you know, people would say, oh, that you have an unusual voice or something, but I never, you know, that's not really the point. You're just, you're, you know, I don't know. It didn't seem like a, it didn't seem like a, a thing. I guess I don't know. Does, does it seem like a thing now when you're singing? Like, do you? I, I definitely does now. I mean, like things have definitely changed. I've spent a lot more hours on the road and on stage and in front of people and and kind of having this conversation with people. Yeah. So it's now it's um. 
I mean, I think now it's like for me an experience that borders on being pretty spiritual, actually,、uh-huh. like a pretty direct, a pretty direct channel of communication with people that sometimes words don't, you know, words don't really describe it enough. You know, that's the beauty of kind of songs and songwriting is that you get the words, but you also have the words delivered, and and I think that that delivery is just as important as the words themselves. You know, and so that. That's where that becomes like、um, it enters a different sort of realm there than just singing, you know. It's like a really,、uh, um, a really direct channel, a really direct connection that you can make with people through that, through delivering music like that.、And、that's what I love about it. Yeah. <laughs>
inside